Hello and welcome to The Quiz Kids from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Listen to it fizz. Alka-Seltzer for headache. Alka-Seltzer for acid indigestion. Alka-Seltzer for cold distress. Alka-Seltzer presents The Quiz Kids. Let me have your attention, class. Here's your first question for today. What did Barnacle Bill the Sailor, the Big Bad Wolf, and Richard's friend have in common? Yes, there's question number one for the youngsters here in radio's classroom of the air. And you folks at home will want to get in on the fun, too. So see if you can think up the answer while our young pupils get ready for roll call. And here they are, the quiz kids and the chief quizzer himself, Joe Kelly. <laughs> Bob Murphy, and hello, everyone. Welcome to another Alka-Seltzer question session with those Whiz Kids, radio's famous Quiz Kids. Well, we're going to have a lot of fun with the three R's this afternoon, and say, we have some great news for all of you boys and girls who entered this year's Best Teacher Contest. This afternoon, our scholarship committee is meeting in special session to make their final selection of the winners in our contest. So next Sunday, we'll announce the name of the best teacher of 1949, and we will invite the boy or girl who wrote the winning letter to be a special guest on our broadcast a week from today. Oh, boy, say, that's something to look forward to, isn't it? You bet. But now it's time for school to begin. Here we go with roll call, children. First, serious and studious Joel. I'm Joel Kupperman. I'm 12 years old, and I'm a freshman at Roosevelt High School. Then, smiling Patrick... I am Patrick Owen Conlon. I'm 11 years old and in 7A at the Fort Dearborn School in Chicago. Pretty Noreen. I'm Noreen Novick. I'm 15 years old and I'm in the first year at the college at the University of Chicago. Next, another attractive young lady, Naomi. I'm Naomi Cooks. I'm 10 years old and in the seventh grade at Grover Cleveland School, Chicago. And finally, we meet a brand new quiz kid this afternoon, Arnold. I'm Arnold Stoper. I'm 11 years old and I'm in 7A at the Spencer School in Chicago. Fine. Now let's clear up your first question from Mrs. Etienne Murray of Burbank, California. What did Barnacle Bill the Sailor, the Big Bad Wolf, and Richard's friend have in common? We have three hands up, and Patrick's hand was up first. Well, the answer is that they all wanted to get in the door. Uh, the Big Bad Wolf wanted to get in the door, Little Red Riding Hood, and several others. There are a lot of stories about that. Yes. And uh, 
Open the Door, Richard, is a famous song. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, Barnacle Bill the Sailor, it says, come down and let me in. I'm Barnacle Bill the Sailor. So that's, we all wanted to get in the door. That's right. That's very good, Patrick. Very, very good. Well, say, that door question really starts things off with a bang, doesn't it? Oh, dear, dear, dear. Well, here we go with our next question. C.R. Haupt of St. Louis, Missouri says, there are several former major league managers returning to big league baseball as coaches. Can you children name three of them? Joe. Well, I think uh, Bill McKechnie, that used to be with uh, Cincinnati's with Cleveland. That's right. And then there's Muddy Rule that used to be with uh, St. Louis. I think he's with Detroit. Well, are you sure about him? I don't have to have his name on my card, uh, Joel. Well. I usually have him here as a rule, but not uh, so far as his name is concerned. Can you think of some others? We'll, well let that one go uh, by. Johnny Noon, that used to be with the uh, Tigers. I think he's with the Yanks now as a coach well uh i can't say no and i can't say yes to that because i don't have his name on my uh, card now maybe one of us <laughs> is wrong on that uh, can you think of any others you gave me bill mckechnie that's for sure he's going to coach the uh, cleveland indians once managed well, Cincinnati well Reds. Uh, i think jimmy dykes is a coach jimmy now. dykes and he's coaching for uh, uh, i think it's it's either the white Sox or the indians i'm not sure no no uh, Philadelphia Athletics. Oh. Uh, he once managed the White Sox. Well, that's two, really three with uh, Muddy Rule's well. name. Let's have one more just for good measure. There's quite a few of them. We need three, really, to score on well, this is question. Is Mel Lott a coach now? No. Uh-uh. Mm -hmm. No. Well, uh, are we all through with this? Well, there's, uh, of course, you gave me Jimmy Dykes. There's Frankie Frisch. Luke Sewell, Bill Dickey, Steve O'Neill, Freddie Fitzsimmons, and uh, Ted Lyons, and also Bill McKechnie's you gave me. Well, I, I'm afraid I'm going to have to call that a miss, Joel. That means that uh, C.R. Haupt of St. Louis, Missouri, wins a big Zenith radio phonograph combination from the makers of Alka-Seltzer for stumping you kids. Well, that's all right. B baseball's just getting started. We really shouldn't know too much about it until after they really get underway. Well, now, kids, if you miss this next question, Alka-Seltzer will also send uh, Leonard Shear of this city, one of those magnificent Zenith radio phonograph combinations. It's the set with the two Cobra tone arms, one for regular playing records, and one for the new long playing records, and two FM bands. So we'll see who wins on this one. Many educators feel that spelling words in the English language is confusing. According to Mr. Shear, George Bernard Shaw once said that looking at the way some of our words are spelled, G-H-O-T-I could spell fish. Now, can you kids explain how you could get fish out of G-H-O-T-I? Arnold? Well, uh, G-H as in tough is uh, F, and O as in women... Um, is what? Is I. I. And? Uh, H. Uh, well, we have oh. T-I now. Oh, T-I as in uh, nation is, um, well, um, S-H. S-H-F-I-S-H. -S 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 -S. That's right. Good boy, Arnold. That's nice going. <laughs> that was all right, Arnold. Uh-huh. Of course, uh, Leonard Chair does not receive the big Zenith radio phonograph combination for his question because you answered it correctly. But he does get a radio and a mighty fine Zenith portable radio in a handy luggage case. 
Now, this is always the reward when a question is used on our radio program. So, friends, send in your questions to Quiz Kids Chicago and see if you can win a Zenith radio. Well, here's a music puzzle from Phyllis Colbert of Chicago. Give the missing word of these song titles by supplying a word from another song title. Here's the first one, Hearts and... Noreen? Flowers, but I don't know the title of this song. Well, of uh, this particular song? Uh, well, no. I gave you part of it, and you gave me the rest. Hearts and you said uh, flowers. Uh-huh. All right, hearts and flowers. Now, can you think of another song uh, that you uh, would get the word flowers from, see, uh, um, in flowers, its title? Well, the flowers that bloom in the spring, Charla. Well, that would be very, very good, Pat. Well, uh, there are, uh, there, in April showers, there are flowers, of course. Well, that's right, uh-huh. Yeah, well, of course, we're thinking of song titles, see? All right, let's see what we can do with the next one here. Here goes, uh, Night and... Naomi? Well, that would be Night and Day, but I don't know of a song. You can't think of another song title that has the word day in it. That's the idea, see? Uh, Noreen? All through the day, I dream about the night. All right, fine. <laughs> Pat? It's a great day for the Irish. Oh, sure it is, that. Yeah! Oh, bravo, bravo. Ah, <laughs> oh, tis a broth of a lad that he is, tis it. Or, I mean, yeah. Hmm. All right, here's the third part. Rise and... All right, Noreen. Well, I was thinking of on the sunshiny side of the street, but no. Uh, well, uh, all right, can we think of another? Naomi? Powder your face with sunshine. Sunshine. Well, that's very, very good. Well, kids, uh, that was all right. Now, we certainly have some good questions this afternoon, and we're moving right along. We'll take up this next question in just a minute. Meantime, Bob Murphy. Thanks, Joe. A minute will be just about right. It's all the time I need to tell the folks about Alka-Seltzer's speedy relief from cold discomfort. It's the ABC Cold Comfort Treatment, friends, and if you're caught with a spring cold, you'll want to try it right away. Here it is. Listen. A, Alka-Seltzer. Take it at once to help relieve that feverish, ache-all-over feeling. B, be wise. Beware of drafts. Be sure you dress sensibly. Be careful of your diet. And try to get more rest than usual. And C, comfort that sore throat caused by your cold by gargling with Alka-Seltzer. Just make a soothing gargle using two tablets of Alka-Seltzer in a quarter glass of warm water and see how quickly it eases that raspy feeling. There it is, Alka-Seltzer's ABC Cold Comfort Treatment. Easy to follow and very effective. So here's some good advice. When you begin to sniffle and sneeze, start Alka-Seltzer's ABCs. Get Alka-Seltzer at any drugstore. Thank you, Bob. Now, kids, this uh, question is from Mrs. L. Thomas of New York, who's been listening to you for a long time and feels sure that you will all be interesting men and women when you grow up. She wonders whether you can identify these children who lived long ago. First, this little boy who became a famous novelist was working in a shoe-blacking factory in London at the same time that Abraham Lincoln was a farm boy in Indiana. Noreen. That's Dickens. And he wrote Oliver Twist, and he wrote, oh, Pickwick Papers, and, oh, he wrote lots of other things, too. Fine, Charles Dickens. And Naomi, what were you going to say, honey? Well, I was going to say that um, a lot of his famous books uh, were written about uh, events that happened in his boyhood when he was working, and uh, 
He started a campaign against uh, child um, factory workers. Uh-huh, fine, especially the one David Copperfield. You're very, very right. When George Washington was a little boy, what other little boy was practicing penmanship in the Boston Latin School, Naomi? Well, that would be John Hancock. That's right. And he certainly did a lot with his signature. He certainly did, yes, sir. A lot is right. Well, we ought to have some fun with this question from Mrs. A.E. Murphy of Great Falls, Montana. What kind of payment would you kids make if you were buying each of the following. Now, you must give an answer that is in some way associated with the object you are buying. First, what kind of payment would you make if you were buying a duck? Pat. Well, uh, a bill. You would give a bill. Yeah, you would pay the bill. And Naomi? Well, I think you would make a down payment. A down payment, right. How would you make your payment if you were buying a chess game? Joe? Well, maybe piece by piece. <laughs> piece by piece. That's or very under good. the board. Huh? Under the board. Under the board, huh? <laughs> Arnold? A pawn. A pawn. Um, um, uh, I was thinking of pawn. Well, something. that's all right. You could pawn something else and then pay for it for the money, see? Naomi? Well, you could make, uh, well, so that the deal wouldn't be crooked, you would make a square payment because. A chessboard has squares on it. <laughs> Noreen? Well, there are kings and queens in chess, and kings and queens wear crowns, and crowns are a form of money in some other country. That's right, Patrick. Well, uh, sometimes they have knights, and knights are known to charge, so you might charge. Oh, my God. All right, Pat. That will do for this question. Yes, sir. <laughs> Oh, that was cute. Now, for this next question from Mrs. D. Myers of Chicago, you kids are to identify two women famous in history. And I'll tell you what I'd like to do. Naomi, I believe you can read the bits of imaginary conversation of these women better than I can, so I'll give you a card to read which will not include the answer. Therefore, if you can identify the woman in the question, you can answer right along with the other quiz kids. Of course, you will only have a second to look it over, but I'll expect you to do your best to read it with expression. Now, just for fun, try to do this like a real actress. All you have to do is now is look it over. You're all set. Have you looked over the first one? Yes. All right, here we go. My dear, they are all yours. All of the golden plates, platters, and golden drinking cups studded with jewels. Oh, think nothing of it. It's just a small remembrance. If you and your friends wish to visit my barge tomorrow evening, I'll accept your wager and show you that I can excel this feast very easily. Goodbye now. That's very, very good. Very cute. Uh, incidentally, folks, uh, you listeners out there, Naomi held her hand up when she got halfway through reading this. All right, Naomi. Well, that would be Cleopatra. She was speaking to Mark Antony. That's right. That's absolutely right. Well, that, that's, that is a lot of fun. Now, uh, let's see if uh, you kids can identify this next one. Naomi, will you read your card for us? What news is this? Murdered? Oh, the people must never know. They must believe their emperor died a natural death. The murders cannot be punished. They must be punished. <laughs> they are the very men who placed me on the throne. <laughs> That's very good. Naomi's hand went up just as she said, they must not be punished. All right, Naomi. I think that was Catherine II of Russia. 
Well, wait a minute. You're very warm there, Joel. Catherine the Great. Catherine the Great of Russia. Absolutely right. I'll, well, thanks a lot, Naomi. You read those very, with a lot of feeling, just like a regular actor. Now, since birds have been finding their way back uh, north once more, Dick Hammond of Cleveland, Ohio, has taken an interest in collecting stamps that feature engravings of birds. If he found these stamps, what countries would be represented? First, a stamp showing a carrier pigeon and globe. What country would be represented? Joel? Wouldn't they... I'm not sure, but wouldn't that be the United Nations flag? No. Arnold? Uh, Sweden? Sweden, right. A stamp showing a carrier pigeon and globe. That's absolutely right. <laughs> now, on the second part, what country would be represented if he found a stamp showing a kookaburra? Patrick. Well, that's Australia, isn't it? That's absolutely right. <laughs> now, here's a word game from Gene Brassel of New Haven, Connecticut. By substituting synonyms for the following words, kids, you will get the last name of a senator in the present 81st Congress. For example, if I said, uh, Senator Recognize Ground, that would be Senator No Land uh, of California. That's why we're going to work on this. Senator Nolan. All right. If Senator Mound was to meet Senator Femur, who would meet whom? Naomi. Well, I think the first one would be Senator Hill. Senator Hill, that's right. And the second one, Pat? Well, I was going to say Senator Hill was from Alabama. Yes. Femur. All right. Uh, oh, Alabama. a, a thigh. That's Senator Thigh from Minnesota. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> because the femur is a large bone extending from the hip to the knee. Now, if Senator Lengthy was to meet Senator Unripened... <laughs> Who would be meeting whom? Look at the hands go up. Naomi. Well, I think the first one would be, would be Senator Long and the last one would be Senator Green. That's right, both cases. <laughs> very, very good for 10 years old, I might say. Now, it might help you kids if you were allowed to use a dictionary for this question from Mrs. Ethel Olaf of uh, Lansing, Iowa, but of course, that wouldn't be fair. So, see if you can match the following word with another, which means exactly double. The first word is Pentagon. Noreen? Well, that's a five-sided figure. Oh, what? you mean just one word? One word, yes. Uh-huh. That means exactly double. Pentagon. Oh, hexagon. Hexagon. No. Joel? Dexter, uh, decagon. Decagon. A hexagon is a six-sided figure. Uh, the what? A hexagon is a six-sided figure. That's right, yes. Uh-huh. I don't have that on my car, but I know it must be right, yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right, how about, uh, <laughs> how about a couplet? Another word now that means it's exactly double. Noreen? A, quadru a quadruplet. No. A quartet. No. <laughs> uh, a couplet. Uh, Arnold? Duet? No. Uh, uh. No. Joel? A link? No. Noreen was very warm, very close there. Pat? Quadruplets, sir? Oh. No. Noreen? A quarto. What? A quarto. No. Naomi? Oh, I was going to say quartet. No, it's really, uh, it's really a, a quatrain. Quatrain is a stanza of four lines, and of course a couplet is two lines together or two successive verses rhyming with each other. How about uh, an apostrophe? <laughs> Arnold? Comma? 
Well, now you're going to have to be a little more explicit. Uh, pass? Well, that might be an exclamation mark. That's right. You uh, would add another uh, possibility. Add another. That's right. Making it quotation mark. Uh-huh. And I think you quiz kids are going to have some fun with this next question from Alton Seltzer's question box. But uh, before we get into it, here's Bob Murphy. Uh, yes, Joan, I want to talk to the ladies listening in about the man of the house. I'll bet you can tell what mood he's in the minute he comes home, ladies, can't you? Sure thing. And when he seems weary and irritated, you know the job that day has been plenty tough, that he's probably all tied up in knots, and you're not at all surprised to hear him say, Jane, don't bother about any dinner for me tonight. I've got such a headache, I couldn't eat a thing. But you, like the smart little wife you are, have reached for the Alka-Seltzer bottle before that man of yours stopped talking. You drop a couple of tablets into a glass of water, have him drink his Alka-Seltzer, and go back to your job of getting dinner on the table. Well, by the time it's ready, you call friend-husband to the table, and as he sits down, he says, Boy! This is a real spread tonight, isn't it? And am I hungry? Say, honey, have I told you lately? <laughs> you are the best little wife a guy ever had. Yeah. yeah, that headache is gone. The man of the house has found his good disposition again, in spite of his snowy white hair, and everything is fine, thanks to Alka-Seltzer. No household should ever be without it, you say, and that's so right. When it comes to relieving headache pain, Alka-Seltzer is really fast, really effective. You'll be amazed at its speedy action. Try it, won't you? Yes, remember, when headache causes grief, misery can be brief. Take Alka-Seltzer for relief. By the way, quiz kids, I expected to have a surprise for you right now. The uh, Honorable Tom C. Clark, Attorney General of the United States, had planned to be with us to ask you your next question but I've had a telephone call stating that he has been delayed. However, he passed along the question he was going to ask you, so let's try it anyway, and he'll be listening in to see how you do on it. It's a math problem, and it's about the American Red Cross. You have to do this without paper and pencil. Now, I'm going to read you a count of cases served by the American Red Cross during the year 1948. Try to keep a running total as I go along, and when I have finished, Try to figure out how many cases per day, on an average, were performed. You all ready? Here we go. Cases served in military hospitals here and overseas, 142,000. Cases served in military camps here and overseas, 716,000. Cases served by home service workers, approximately 2,702,000. Claim cases for veterans, approximately 1,264,000. Cases of disaster victims, 300,000. All right, what's the total, and what is the average per day for the year 1948? Joel? Well, I think the total is uh, 5,124,000. Your thinker is correct. That's okay, absolutely right. Okay, now the right. average... Joel. Very good. All right, I'll continue and give us the uh, well, cases per day on an average. 1948 was a leap year. Oh, so it was, yes. So there's sir. 366 into 5124,000. So we can just put the thousand away for a while. Oh, sure. So 366 it? into 5124. So uh, that's 3660 from uh, 5124, that's uh, 1464. And uh, we have 10 already. Uh, four times three, that uh, comes out exactly four. 
hospital, there'll be 14,000 cases a day. 14,000 is right. Wow. You betcha. Well, thanks a lot, Joel. That was uh, terrific. I'm sure Attorney General Clark enjoyed hearing you master his question, and I'm sure, too, that all of us will do all we can to aid the Red Cross during its current campaign. Mrs. R. Davis of Detroit says she's getting the proverbial spring fever again this year and is making lots of plans for spring projects. She wonders what new spring projects you kids are planning for this year to take care of that old bug uh, spring fever. How about it? What are you planning? Uh, uh, we start off with Patrick. Well, there's always some cleanup to be done everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you keep at it, I'm sure you can overcome it. Of course, if you, they, I don't advise keep going all the time. A little... Gives no, you time. Yeah. Oh, yes, sure. So, uh, we uh, understand, Pat. A little Not... cleanup here and there. Are you planning on cleaning up a little bit? Uh... Well, no, but... Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I see you're giving it's... out with some advice. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, Noreen? Well, a new spring wardrobe and a new haircut, boo-hoo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and writing a, a musical show with eight original songs. Mm. Well, what was like that a... new haircut? Uh, hmm? What was the new... New haircut, boo-hoo. Is that the name of it? No, 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 no. that's Oh, haircut. boo-hoo. Oh, I see. <laughs> you threw that in for good measure, mm-hmm. huh? All right. And uh, Naomi? Well, I'd like to go on a long, 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 long bicycle hike. Well? And take lunch along, of course. Yes. Have to eat, you know. Oh, sure. <laughs> and then, well, if it was warm enough, I'd love to go swimming at the end. Well, are you uh, definitely planning on something like that? Uh... No. Oh, you're not? Huh? Not exactly. It may, I may, but... You may. You never not. can tell, sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, Arnold? Well, uh, there's a lot of sports that open up in the spring. Well, baseball and uh, roller skating and picnics. Mm. Have you done any uh, roller skating? Yes, sir. Oh, you have, huh? You don't roller skate out in the streets, though, do you? No, sir. No, that's fine, yes. Uh, Joel? Well, of course, uh, in the spring, uh, the mother of the house generally has work, so I'll help her. And then uh, there's, uh, as uh, he said, there's always sports. Yes. And uh, the pool in the high school that I go to is open during the summer, so I can go swimming. Uh-huh. And, well, there's also always the problem of keeping my turtles well supplied with flies. That oh. takes up... Yes, yes, the flies oh, will I be here. Be uh-huh. Fine. All right, kids. Well, looks like you're going to have a very busy spring and summer. <laughs> uh, Mrs. H.A. Scott of New York wants to know of what tribe of American Indians were each of these famous chiefs the leader. You must get three out of four on this to score. First, Pontiac. What tribe of Indians? Joel. Well, the Ontarios, I believe. No. Huh? Uh, no, that's wrong. It was one of the uh, tribes around... Uh, Michigan. Uh, uh, yes, around uh, up around Green Bay. Maybe it was. Uh, no, Mackinac. you said Michigan. Uh, up around this particular tribe up around Green Bay, Wisconsin. Naomi. Would that be the Blackhawks? No, <laughs> no, no, Reen. No, I'm afraid you're guessing on this one. Well, I'm going to tell you the first one. The Ottawa tribe. Oh. He was chief of the Pontiac. Was chief of the Ottawa tribe. Now, how about Sitting Bull? Arnold. Uh, was he Sue? The what? Sioux? The Sioux tribe, that's right, uh-huh. And uh, Tecumseh. Tecumseh. Naomi. No, I was thinking of something else. All right, Joel? I think he was a Shawnee. Shawnee tribe, that's right, and uh, Boudreau. <laughs> All right. Oh, look at the hands go up. Joel. The Cleveland Indians Cleveland with the Mac and Lee. Right. 
<laughs> Uh-oh. Whip. There goes the bell. Yes, sirree. Well, the old school bell means it's time to close our Alka-Seltzer question box. I know you're all anxious to hear who won in today's Battle of Brains, and the judges will have that information for us in just a minute. Meantime, here's a reminder. At 7, at 12, at 6. Mealtime in America. And vitamin time, too. Yes, put that one-a-day brand multiple vitamin bottle on the table and see to it that every member of your family takes a one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsule. Don't take chances. Government surveys prove that the meals of three out of four persons are short on vitamins. So don't take chances that your daily diet is short on essential vitamins. Be on the safe side. Take one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsules. 60 capsules, only $2. Remember, mealtime is vitamin time. Take one-a-day brand multiple vitamin capsules. Now that quiz, kids, here are your grades. Remember, whether you win or lose, you will each receive a $100 savings bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer to help you with your future education. Well, let's see. Now the uh, judge's report says uh, that as a class, you missed uh, two questions this afternoon. And then taking into consideration your age as well as the number of correct answers you gave, they say that uh, Joel was first, Naomi second, and Patrick third. So we'll see you three back in school next week. And here to compete with you, we'll have Richard Weixler, age 8, and David Freifelder, age 13. Now remember, next Sunday is a very important day in school. We're going to name the best teacher of 1949, and don't forget... The student who wrote the winning letter nominating this teacher will be a guest here in our classroom. Yes, sir. Besides winning a $1,000 bond from the makers of Alka-Seltzer, a Schwinn bicycle, and a wonderful Three Nations tour, this winning student will be brought to Chicago by the Happiness Travel Agency of Chicago to be our special guest next Sunday. I know all you folks will want to meet this lucky boy or girl, so plan to be with us, won't you? Fine. And now until next Sunday, this is Joe Kelly dismissing the quiz, kids. Goodbye, kids. Bye, Bye Mr. Kelly. Kelly. Listen to the quiz, kids, every week, and listen to Alka-Seltzer's News of the World every Monday through Friday on most of these NBC stations. This is Bob Murphy speaking. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.